everyone and welcome to this very special bonus episode of the Friday Nightmare podcast. I am the one and only part of your hosting team tonight, Heather Powell coming to you today from Waterdown, Ontario, Canada. And the reason why it's just me is it came down to scheduling and we had a very, very important special guest and I wanted to make sure that we got this interview out in time for a very, very special event that he has coming up. So without further ado, I would like to introduce my good friend, Mark Iverson. Hi, Mark. Hi, Heather. It's lovely to be on your show. And um, I'm all yours. <laughs> well, Mark, all and we should here. be honest. So full disclosure, yeah. Mark and I are actually very good friends. <laughs> I just <laughs> came friend, back yes. from seeing Mark <laughs> in the UK. Um, and we had a lovely time together. Um, Mark is a international author, which is why we have him on the show today. Yes. And he will be going over some, we'll be asking him some questions, but I just want to make it clear that Mark and I do know each other. So like, there's a little bit of friendliness between the two of us. It's, it's because we're not strangers, though we did meet almost a year ago around this time. Uh, due to Barry Kowalski's Stock and Talk channel that was on YouTube, and we did a quiz on there. And Mark, you did actually very well on that quiz. I remember yes. the first I time. I remember myself. I did do quite well. Yeah, you did. It was on older horror movies, and mm. as listeners will learn today, that happens to be your area of expertise. So, yes, that's correct. Right. I think I came in dead last. <laughs> maybe five points maybe in total so but I did learn a lot that episode and we're all going to learn a lot from you today so we'll jump right into the interview um so just to give a, a clarification here Mark is the author of two books Mark do you mind just saying the two books that you've currently released of course not I, I'm, I'm here to I'm here to promote my first book is called Cursed Horror Stars and my second book is called Vincent Price, The British Connection. Awesome. Both available through Telos Publishing. I'm glad yes, I'm yes. And we'll do more promos for them at the end. But I've shared on our page that you can order them through Amazon.ca and Amazon.com. I own both copies of, the, of Mark's books and both are phenomenal. So now that we've given a little bit of setting the stage, we'll get into some questions about Mark. So tell me, Mark, what started your love for horror? I don't know. Um... I've always loved movies of all kinds. Um, obviously, as a kid watching kids' movies, I, I, I'm not sure. I think horror, I, I became a big fan of Peter Cushing mm. when I first saw him in Doctor Who and the Daleks. And 
after that, I got to see him in a number of very good horror films. As a kid, um, and of course, this is the days when we only had three channels. This is what we had in England. We had BBC One, BBC Two, and the independent stations. Channel Four and Channel Five came, and now we've got half a billion uh, TV stations. And what they did on BBC Two on a Saturday evening was the horror double bill. And I would try and stay up late to watch. <laughs> uh, it would begin with a, a black and white Universal movie with uh, Boris Karloff, very and nice. then it would be a colour hammer horror with Peter Cushing and or Christopher Lee. So that's where it came from. I was just became a hook, a hook, a hooked on the horror genre. But I also like um, science fiction. I'm a big fan of the James Bond movies, and I I, I like I like I'm a, love, I love comedy, British comedy especially. And so uh, it's just basically I just love I just love the movies, and I kind of grew up watching the movies, and uh, eventually started writing about. Them. Yeah, and that's when we're going to go into your second my second question. But it's always good that you provide such an overview of where your love from horror came from. And for everyone, it usually has to do with being a kid. And a lot of people from watching horror movies on television, actually, it tends to be a really big popular thing that people done. So yeah. how long have you been writing for and what have you written about? OK, this is interesting because uh, uh, one of the few things I was actually good at, I was good at art and I was good at English language. And I would write, I used to write horror stories. I wrote other stories <laughs> as well. And that's where I got it from. Uh, and, um, but I came from the era where the slasher films were popular. So I was still influenced by the old spooky castles of vampires and all that kind of stuff. Whereas most kids my age would rather go and see Friday the 13th or Halloween. The show's mm. showing my age here. And, uh, <laughs> and so I did that, but I also wrote nonfiction. When it comes to actually, I mean, I didn't have any plans to be a writer when I left school. I mean, obviously I needed to go out and earn a living, find a job and so on, which I eventually did. Um, but the way it came about was um, I used to go to the cinema quite a lot. And somebody at uh, an office I work, worked in, uh, they had a, a regular periodical, like a magazine they sent out. And he asked me to write film reviews. So I started writing film reviews and it developed into other articles. So my, my humble beginnings was at, at a works writing magazine. Naturally, I went on to, to, to other magazines after that. That's been my... So, so yes, I started writing, uh, I would say, in the early 20s. That's awesome. Probably. Can you give us some yeah. examples of the magazines you've written for? Because I know what you've written for. And you've done some pretty <laughs> cool stuff, Mark. You really have. I've done some cool stuff. I mean, I won't bother the, the works magazines, just works magazines. And uh, if I look back on now, probably the, the, what I've written was dreadful. Uh, when it came <laughs> to um, moving on to, to other, away from, from works magazines, I was writing for, oh, uh, I, I wrote... Uh, for a magazine called Upfront, which is a, a local arts magazine. I, I live in uh, Gateshead, northeast of England, and I used to write theatre reviews for that. I also wrote uh, for a uh, vampire magazine called Bite Me, which is based in Glasgow. And just to show that it wasn't all about movies and horror and so on, I actually wrote a couple of pieces for the Geneva Times, even though I'd never been wow. to Switzerland before. Yes, uh, I knew the assistant editor, and um, I, I showed her a couple of pieces I, could, I, I would like to write for. Um, just basically, for, it's just for the English language community uh, in Switzerland. And on top of that, but the main thing which got me in, which got me writing, um, because I'd already had my book, I already had the ideas for a book, and I was advised to just maybe try to write for more magazines. I ended up writing for Webmag, which is sadly now defunct, called Shadowlocked. Oh, okay. Uh, wrote about thirty odd articles, in one form or another. Wow. Yeah, one of the perks of writing for them, if you want to write a particular for a particular about a particular movie, you get a free copy. <laughs> so, oh, look at uh, you, huh? Oh yes, uh, but uh, uh, ended up someone put up the the, the the Hobbit film, the first Hobbit film, and they had the uh, special edition. Who wants to go for it? I went straight in there and I managed to get a special edition, which basically lasted about three CDs. <laughs> it was that is amazing. Anything. 
So it's an amazing, it was great. And uh, yeah, and that's what I did. And also I wrote, I managed to get free books as well for some of the certain books I was writing. And uh, I was really quite, so I was really quite prolific. I wrote you know, over 30 odd articles to, to quite a good response as well. And that helped so me th- take the next step. Yeah. So you've been writing on and off for, would you say almost 30 years? You could say that, yes. Yes. Because it's crazy that you're 31 and you started so young. Yes, I writing. know. Yes, I, did. I, was just, I was just about to learn how to write. That's right. Absolutely. And I've had the the pleasure of actually seeing one of your most recent magazine articles that you submitted in a beautiful, beautiful spread in a magazine. And it was a review on which movie was it again? Oh, gosh. Um, or oh, it was a psychological analyzation. It was a psychological a analyzation. It was for We Belong Dead, which I'll yes. come to them at a later date. Uh, it was to do with their 30th anniversary of their magazine that they produced a book. And I wrote a piece on uh, Fears of Blood. But the, but rather than, it's such a popular movie, uh, I decided to, uh, rather than write about the film, I decided to do a sort of psychological analysis of the lead character, Edward Lionheart, which was played brilliantly by Vincent Price, uh, to analyse the fact, was he, if you've seen the movie, and I know most people have, was he as bad a Shakespearean actor as the critics made him out to be? And uh, it was interesting. I don't think he was, although I will say, if you read the piece, he was certainly limited <laughs> what he could do. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a good yeah. piece. I've written several, uh, I've written several We Belong Dead books uh, over the past couple of years, especially during the COVID uh, era. Yeah, COVID probably gave you lots of inspiration and time to do some writing. Uh, Yes, and also the fact that someone says, here's a number of films, who wants to write what? And I just went and picked two or three of them and that was it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I'm going to cough, so I'm going to try to get through this question without coughing. What inspired you to write your first book, Cursed Horror Stars? Cursed Horror Stars. Now, initially, when I had the idea to write a book, uh, it was, I had an idea of what you would call a Halliwell's film goer's companion, which um, was like an A to Z of everybody associated with the horror genre. Now, to be honest, that kind of book would have been too unwieldy and too expensive and too heavy going to get published. And sadly, when it comes to reference books, I'm afraid you've got the Internet Movie Database has basically destroyed the reference book, which is a shame, but that's technology for you. So I found myself in a bit of a loose end because I, I wanted to be, I wanted to write a book and now I thought, what am I going to do next? And the way Cursed Horror Stars originated uh, was, uh, I won't give too much away, but uh, it was the death of one of the actors who were features in the book. Uh, he died, let's say, recently compared to the others. Uh, in circumstances that were a little bit ill-befitting who I thought was a great actor. And then I looked, that's why I decided to do a look on the downside of the genre, were they cursed or not. And that's where uh, Cursed Horror Stars originated from. So there you go. That's, That's awesome. Fine. And I've I've read the book. So mm-hmm. and I Mark knows because Mark and I <laughs> have chatted a lot. We're very close. Yeah. And I think I felt very privileged, Mark, because I've told you this before that being friends with you, I was able to read a chapter and then talk to you about it. And I think that's very special. And one of the things that I was shocked that you taught me about was the change of silent films to talkie films and how that affected the history of cinema. So not only would people get to know about some of the famous horror stars that we really do have to thank for the genre being what it is today, you also educate on cinematic history as well in your book. Yes. I mean, I'll be honest, I, I do like, it's only a recent thing that I really got like silent movies. And I'll just add to that that um, uh, when I started doing talks, uh, it's a place in Newcastle called the Castle Keep. It's, it's um, uh, a, a, an old ruin which is open to the public. And they used to screen cinema shows, cinema films, you know, uh, not just silent ones, but uh, others as well. And what they did was it was they when they did the silent movies, they did it to live music. 
which adds an extra dimension to it. And I found that uh, I found the silent, especially silent horror films, absolutely fascinating. I like silent comedy as well, especially Harold Lloyd, who's one of my one of the silent creatures of grow. And I found it's uh, and, and really that's how warm to, to silent movies, but they are incredible because you're talking about in the silent era, uh, one of the most very influential periods. Uh, was expressionist cinema in Germany, German expressionist cinema, where they produced the likes of Nosferatu and um, the, the Peter Lorre classic M, which was a, a talking picture, uh, and The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. And I just found these films were absolutely fascinating to watch. Uh, Metropolis, another great example of uh, a, a wonderful German film. So, um, so, yeah. And also, when you look at silent, transferring from silent to sound, it was very much um, it. It's it was a very much a strange Renaissance period because uh, at the time that Hollywood, like many every country, was experiencing a serious depression, and the advent of the talkies suddenly, you know, it was a way of getting people to the cinemas yeah. uh, to watch their films. But also on the downside, a lot of actors found themselves uh, at, 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 a, at a career crossroads because sometimes their voices didn't quite match how they looked. And uh, a lot of careers sadly uh, dwindled or even ended completely because simply their voices just did not suit what the public wanted. So it's uh, Hollywood's an awful place when you think about it. And, uh, it's, yeah. it's such a yeah. downside to uh, amongst the bright, glitzy glamour and so on. It was really sort of a very sleazy area, a place to be. So, uh, yeah, it is. It's a lot, you know, there's a lot to take in the trans transference of talk, sound pictures to talking pictures. Your book really does, you know, and I've told you this many a times, but your book really does provide a really good education to the modern day horror fan like myself. And uh, Mark does know that I'm not uh, someone who's watched a lot of older films. Uh, him, I watch more modern films and those modern films weren't ex wouldn't exist if it wasn't for these stars, if it wasn't for the people who made these films. And I, I found that when I read this book, you you did speak about all of the individuals you wrote about with a high level of respect. Even personal struggles they experienced, you still spoke about it in a way that was respectful and accurate. Yeah. And I want to ask you, because there are several of the stars that you wrote about, who is your favorite cursed horror star from the book and why? They're all good actors. Um, I think my all-time favorites will be Basil Rathbone, uh, simply because he was the, the great Sherlock Holmes. And uh, I, I think for him, he was just a versatile, one of the most versatile actors of his day. Um, however, I would say the one that it's he's my favorite, but the one that fascinated me the most was the, the last one in the book was Robert Quarry. Mm. Um, and uh, very little had been written about him. And there's been interviews and so on. I think now he's been rediscovered quite a bit. He was uh, originally Count Yorga Vampire. But at the time, there was very, very little to go about him because his career kind of faded before it really took off. And I was really fascinated by the guy, and I still remain fascinated. I would still like to learn more about this, uh, this amazing man who deserved a much bigger career than he actually got. So, yes, it's a combination between Robert Quarry's my mo most fascinating of the actors, mm. and Basil Rathbone remains the best, in my, my opinion, because I grew up with his movies, with Sherlock Holmes and so on. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and it really does reflect in your book when you get to Robert Quarry. It's at the end. And... Mm. The for someone that didn't have a lot written about him, you really managed to do your research and talk about a lot of really relevant information. It's a very good read. So I, I've talked about what I learned, and I'm very honest as my um, lack of older film knowledge goes and learning about the talkies and stuff like that. But what do you think a horror fan can expect to learn from this book specifically? Okay, well, obviously the main thing, learn, learn about these people. They're all very new. 
uh, to, to, for a beginner, that's perfect. I would like to to say when I look at these, um, I, I like if, if a person reads it, I just like to think it was a different tack to what we normally get. A lot of yes, it's a lot of straightforward biographies and a lot of books written about them. Um, I would say I would like to think that I want to show maybe the human side of who they are, which I think that's what most biographies uh, try to do. Uh, and let's say people learn from it. So um, yeah, it's I would like to say that a person I like a person to read it to, to really think that you know, to be really in, would find something really interesting in the person. I would I would say and yeah, uh, I, I think that book provides that. I think that book provides something a little bit more unique from the norm. And I would like to think that. Um, people would get it, that people would understand what I'm trying to write. Uh, I think when you ask, yes, I write with a great deal of respect. I like to say I also wrote with a great deal of warmth and a great deal of humour mm-hmm. as well. Uh, obviously yes, keeping the very much so. Within, keeping the humour in its context. Because obviously, you know, when you think about it, cursed horror stars, rise and fall of people, it sounds rather depressing. <laughs> yeah. like depressing yes, movie. yes. Uh, I hope it's not a depressing. I, like, I think that people would be really enthralled by that. Well, it is not depressing. Uh, You know what I think of your book. I think it's absolutely incredible. And I would agree. You write with the appropriate amount of humor. And, you know, I think if people can pretend that they hear it in your English accent, they're going to even want to read it even more. So I want you to envision Mark talking while you're reading everybody. Please, uh, I'm putting a little bit more clip in the English language. Believe you me. Uh, It's going to sound even smarter, right? Because it's British. It makes me sound smart, yes. All the North Americans are like, oh, wow, it's British. I got to definitely read this in Burke's British accent. But it is a beautifully written book. It's educational, fun, um, enlightening. And also it brings a very honest side to Hollywood that I think a lot of people don't think about. And I think you discuss it in a way that's very palatable. And it's an easy, okay. easy read. So, yeah. um, but what we you want, want a book because... to you want a book to be an easy read. You don't want to exactly. Of, uh, you don't want to try end up wading through it. And I'm not saying that all books are like that. It depends on the reader as well. Uh, mm. I certainly couldn't go through War and Peace. Not saying it's obviously <laughs> a novel, but I just don't think I could ever go yeah. through that. Yeah. And you are an avid reader. You read a lot. Like you had to read a lot for this, for both books, you had to do your research. So, (laughs) you know, you definitely, and I've had the pleasure of, as I said, Mark and I have got together in person. So I've seen the books. He, he reads a lot. This man is full of knowledge. So that is his first book, but then Mark got back in the ring and took another swing and came back coming with his second book. So oh, on, um, on to your yeah. second book, Mark. Whoa. Um, <laughs> you're like, now nah, this is where we get to Vinny. Um, what inspired you to write about Vincent Price? And then, of course, why the British connection? Right. Well, interesting. It was the death of Vincent Price back in October 1993. Oh, when you were five. When I was five, yes, I was on I was, <laughs> I was on I was on vacation in uh, in America, Saint Thomas. Ohio. Very well traveled five year old. <laughs> very well traveled five year old with my uh, my pen pal, who's Alexander uh, Lad is the same age, and um, they announced on TV the death of Vincent Price. He was one of my after Peter Cushing, one of my favorite actors, and um, yeah, people know him on TV. So he actually inspired me to want to write in the first place. So that's that's the first part. The second part with. Um, uh, Vincent Price, The British Connection, as the title of the book is, 
it actually came from a piece I wrote for Shadowlocked. And I, I, all, all it was was basically a review of all the British movies he made in the later half of his career. And then once that finished, and it, and it had a decent response as well, I thought, I think I can expand that into book form. And obviously, obviously a different tack because there's been, there's been loads of books written about uh, the, the great actor. His daughter, Victoria, who I've had the good fortune to meet and is an absolutely lovely lady, very much a daddy's girl. She's an adorable uh, woman. I, I saw uh, she gave a talk on her father. Um, she's written a, a biography uh, about him. I just thought, well, the British side of it, maybe a different tack completely. Yeah, just not just focus on his British films but also his British links he has strong British links and I, and I think you, you and I'm sure you'll agree when you first hear it he's easily because of his wonderful speaking voice it's it's very easy to guess that he he could be British he has yes that, absolutely uh, he has he has perfect diction he naturally that's from the time he was in he, he played in classical theatre and so on so hence mm-hmm. he could play an Englishman very well and so that made him suited to British movies when he finally got round to that but of course he had lots of other strong links with the country Absolutely. And I can tell you, I have read some of this book. I am half, well, a little under a halfway through. And Ooh. what I know, I've told Mark, I've been, you know, I got to keep some things on the down low. Um, so he's shocked during the interview. But I, what I really appreciate about this book, Mark, and I'll be honest, when I first looked at it, I'm like, British Connection. And you had told me a little bit about it. I'm like, okay, like, but you do a great job of setting the stage within the first couple of chapters. Mm-hmm. I think what I really appreciated is the detail you go into about not just Vincent Price's like being born, but his family background and his love for Britain and how he ended up in Britain and how it impacted him and and just how it continues to live with him for his career. Like you opened up a side of Vincent Price for all the horror fans out here who are listening right now who tell me how much they love Vincent Price. You're about to learn some stuff that you never knew about, um, which is really incredible. I think it's great that you chose to focus on that. Mm, good and uh, yeah. like I said, I hope it's, it's again as with the previous book written with a certain amount of warmth and humour. Of course, uh, that's um, which was never the intention of writing that. Like that, you might want to get the facts out. But naturally, I'll put it in a, in a different, offering a different tact and knowing what a great man he is. It's certainly not. It's not a scandalous book. I listen to that. No, uh, there's nothing no. nothing scandalous there. I would say it. Yes, it offers something just. I would say unique to, to normally the yeah. other biographies that have been written about him. It is unique, and I think if you're truly a Vincent Price fan, <clears throat> Scott Crawford, who's the co-host of this podcast, claims to be. I think this is a book that needs to be purchased because I yeah. I think if you're going to claim that, this is a book that you need to add to your collection um in order to really expand so so building on that what is your favorite chapter or part oh, of the book and why good gosh now that's a hard one <laughs> <laughs> i really don't want to give too much away about yeah. the books because naturally i would like people to, to buy the reader for itself but <clears throat> since there's chapters the first part of the book is about his life yeah. and then the second half of the book i re- i'm reviewing each of the films that he's done <clears throat> Uh, if I've got a favourite one, uh, it's very difficult because there's some wonderful. I've done written some wonderful stuff. Uh, I would say, if I had a favourite particular favourite chapter, uh, I'd written about the film Scream and Scream Again mm. uh, because it was a really really strange film, and I would, I'm not giving away any spoilers about it because it's it's, it's a strange horror sci-fi movie that he made in yep. 1969. Um, naturally, uh, I think one of the things that um, you uh, when you do write a book and you and you and, you, and a publisher goes through it. 
and there's obviously a lot of things get edited out and uh, which sometimes it can be heartbreaking especially what they edit out edited out makes good writing i have to say mm. uh, and it happened with, with that chapter and a couple other chapters however looking at it from a fresh pair of eyes i can understand why um so with scream and scream again um i would say it was just because it was such a weird movie it made it made it interesting writing but i will also add which finder general was a particular favorite chapter because it is a, the, one of the most talked about british films ever made and, uh, and that alone and again i wrote a bit of an experience of attending a, a, an event there as, as, as a guest uh, but that was removed which never mind it so i don't mind uh uh, maybe got too pursed but I would say I, w- I would say Scream and Scream again was a very interesting chapter to write about that's awesome yeah um, I, I I you just you put so much information and love and humor and fun into mm-hmm. your writing Mark and I've had the pleasure Thank of you. reading several things that you've written and I tell mm-hmm. you this all the time off air so that's all that's happening is I'm telling you mm-hmm. it on air um, but I guess you know I've talked about what I've learned from your books I've learned a lot you know and mm-hmm. I consider myself a pretty avid horror fan you know I host this great podcast that everyone's yeah. listening to right now and but I want to ask you what do you think a horror fan can learn specifically from the Vincent Price British Connection book? I would say, well, a couple of things. Firstly, someone who wants to be introduced to Vincent Price. I think that's a perfectly good way. Any, I mean, I could say any book would be a perfect one, but I'm going to say it's my book. I think it's a great way to introduce, <laughs> uh, introduce someone to the life uh, and career and the very soul of this man. And I think that captures it nicely. Uh, for say something that's a little bit more established uh i would again i suppose you couldn't give too much away if a big fan will know a lot about him i just wanted to offer a different side to him by focusing on his british made films and his relationship with many of the actors he'd worked with during those those films and directors and so on uh so uh, i would say that would be my goal just to offer a different slant to Vinny's career. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So we're going to, I know that you have done so many speaking engagements. You actually you. just recently, you've done a fair amount. Let's not mm-hmm. be too modest. You've done, <sighs> recently completed um, a moderation session, and then you were actually a speaker at a book festival or a literacy yes. festival, the Morphid. Mm-hmm. Is it Morphid? The, I'm the wrong. Morph- it's right? the Morphid book festival. For those who are yes. not familiar, Morpeth is a market town that's in uh, Northumberland. And this was like a, a year in the in the making because obviously things with COVID had put a stop to a lot of really big events. And it was the first Morpeth Book Festival. And uh, I already was, I was friends with the organisers in any case. And they asked me to take part in it and I was happy to do so. Um, it was really what they wanted to do was try and, you know, start a new literary festival, which will hopefully be going, uh, you know, as an ongoing concern and they asked me as a local writer would you like to take part and I said of course I would and then he asked me would you like to moderate for a particular event which I said yes of course I would I never say no and, <laughs> and of course one of the big stars of this, I don't I don't know how popular um, as she is uh, in Canada it was Anne Cleves who's a crime crime writer there's a t- television series called Vera which is very very popular in the UK I don't know how uh, if it's even heard of in Canada and she was like the main selling point. Of course, tickets were sold for her. But I took part uh, in, as a moderator for four writers who specialise in memoirs. And then my then my own involvement uh, as, as a guest speaker. And of course, I was a moderator there as well. I was introducing the, the two writers who uh, and um, which was about dystopian fiction. Although I don't see mine as being dystopian, but I talked about it anyway. And it was all took place in a wonderful, um, wonderful venue. And it turned out to be a really, really enjoyable couple of days. And, uh, and hopefully it'll be on next year. And if they ask me, I'll do it again. 
Well, and that's the thing, Mark, you are a salesperson. Not only do you promote yourself as a writer, but you promote others and you promote literacy, which is so important. So I I know, I know that you have tables and I know that you have books and I know that you have many events. So if someone walks up to you at one of your tables and says, why should I read either of these books? So being either the Chris Horror Stars or the Vincent Price book, what do you say? Well, all I would say is the fact that they're inter- they sound interested in the first place. I think probably <laughs> the best thing is if they want to read it, I say go buy it and find out yourself. <laughs> if you're genuine, if you're a genuine movie fan, whether it, or a genuine horror mm-hmm. fan, or if you're genuinely interested in Vincent Price, well, I don't see why you why not buy it, mm-hmm. buy it and read it, and hopefully you enjoy it. Absolutely. If you don't buy, it, with- if you do buy it and not read it, well, I really don't mind because I've made money out. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> to give it to somebody else that will read it then because honestly yes. you're at a loss if you don't read these books if you're a horror fan and this is yet again for all the listeners on friday nightmares you know that i am not a universal monster movie fan you know that my history of films really declines after 1970 we go back from that and i get real dodgy on stuff that i've seen and i learned a lot and it really pushed me and pushed me out of my comfort zone and i actually we when i went to visit mark we did watch tales of terror together and and i felt like i was a little bit step closer to having a smidgen of the knowledge that mark Well, we've got the smidgen of the knowledge of, um, of both books because Tales of Terror, it's a horror anthology, free tale. And that's free right. Tales. Vincent Price appears in all three, three, three stories. He does. And actually, that's the Vincent Price book. Uh, Vinny, actually, when I, when I, if I look at the book, he's mentioned quite prominently in Cursed Horror Stars because he's worked with the actors. Yep. The other two actors, Basil Rathbone and Peter Laurie, were in Tales of Terror. Well, they're also in the book too, in the, in the first book. And I mentioned in the second book. I think it kind of get crossover, right. don't they? I, I, it's I don't a great crossover. Like it's perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. You planned that. You were so good, Mark, that you planned that for sure, right? I suppose I did, yes. Maybe subconsciously. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for answering those questions. But there's a really special reason why we're doing this interview yes. today and why we're releasing it. You have a big event coming up. Would you like Indeed to tell us I more do. about it? Indeed, I do. And it takes place, and if you're, it's for those who live locally, or if you're passing through, or if you can get a last minute flight over from whichever country you're living in to uh, visit uh, Newcastle upon Tyne. On June the 9th, uh, there is an uh, event called Meet the Author, Meet the Artist. It's an AA meeting with a difference. <laughs> if you look at it that it's way. a better AA meeting. It's the best kind. A better AA meeting, yes, because uh, there will be there will be a wine reception. So, so that's not, what you what kind of AA meeting is that? Um, and it's, <laughs> it's meet the author, meet the artist. Uh, myself, uh, it's a kind of belated book launch. I planned to do a book launch, but COVID kind of put pay to that. And in association with um, a, a friend of mine called Lucy Dawlish, who is a, an artist, she's painted some incredible works. Uh, we decided to have a combined event. So as well as we'll both be on stage talking about ourselves, as we usually do. And uh, we'll also be sort of talking about our, our love for the books, our love for our, our art. And hopefully uh, we're trying to get as many people involved as possible. The tickets uh, are through Eventbrite, you're familiar with that, and they are actually free. So you're not really buying a ticket, you're just booking one. Uh, and it takes place at 5 p.m. Uh, at Newcastle Library, 5 till 7. And we uh, and already we're about, uh, we've sold quite a, we've sold about 30 ticket, tickets. So it's going really well. So it's basically just myself talking about my, my writing career and Lucy uh, talking about her artistic career. Interestingly enough, we both play bass guitar. Uh, Lucy herself, uh, with her husband, also called Mark, nice guy, uh, they play as a duet. Well, he has a good name, right? That's how I first met him. 
yeah, that's when I first met her. She was doing a gig, and uh, and she, and all I can say is that it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to get people can make it. It'll be absolutely one. And uh, and interesting enough, I'll, I'll tell you the story because obviously I've been laying out flyers and put, put promoting the whole event. That one day uh, there's a wine place in the what we call the French Quarter of Newcastle. Uh, called Cava Beans. I know I'm blatantly advertising them. And they very kindly design But it's a, a very beautiful, Mark took me there. It's really nice. Yeah. If you're in Newcastle, you should go to this place. <laughs> if you love your wines, these, and the two fellows that run it, very nice guys. And they actually promoted it. They designed their own poster to put to put on display for a wine tasting event that uh, I've been to a couple of. And I, I said to Lucy, are you free on Friday night? Did you fancy doing some wine tasting? And uh, she, she very kindly said yes. So it was at least so the two of us were there able to talk about our event and so on. And hopefully, we're, you know, we're connecting with people that would be interested in buying it. But the main part was we tried lots of wine. <laughs> so, Which is the best yeah. part, right? That's, it is the best that's why part. You and uh, and it's, it's a really, really lovely place to, it's a lovely place to go. So uh, it's going to be, yes, uh, what Lucy said she'll do. And uh, uh, I don't want to say too much, but she had planned whether, I don't know if she'll go for it or not. She wanted to paint a portrait of Vincent Price to, to auction off. Uh, I don't know if she's got around to it yet. So it's uh, all hit and miss, but uh, I hope she has. But what she's going to do is, uh, that's what she, that's, is, is, is auction off. But we're really, at the moment, we're going to talk about what we do as both as an author and as an artist. And I hope that people will be very enthusiastic about what we're, what we're doing. And uh, hopefully it'll lead on to some more events. Absolutely. And just so What's you know, Mark, I would bid on a portrait of you painted. I would right. bid tons of money. Great. Pounds, I'll have to, though. I'll have to ask not Canadian, <laughs> not Canadian dollars in mm. real money. Pounds. Real money. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so exciting, Mark. I know your event will go amazingly. So for any of our listeners that are in the UK area or Ireland or Scotland, or perhaps you're making a trip over to Europe right now, there's a huge push in Canada and the United States to travel to Europe. Check out this event and meet Mark. Um, Mark is a fabulous individual. He's so interesting. He's so kind. And he's English. Like, let's be real. Like, he's way more exciting than us. So, you know, there's that. I don't know about that. Is that my attempt at a Canadian accent? That was a great Canadian accent. <laughs> and Lucy as well, who I haven't had the pleasure of meeting, but I know through you, she sounds absolutely lovely, creative, and it she's sounds a, like a, it'll be a fun a, night. She's a fun lady. She's very beautiful, very talented, and really just, she's, she's a, like the chat. We have, always have a we always have a jolly good laugh about stuff when we do get together. So uh, uh, I'm, you know, so love it a bit. She's a great, great girl. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, us finally doing this big event. So uh, we're going to see who has the nervous breakdown first. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely won't be you, Mark. It definitely won't be you. One one of the things I wanted to add to that with doing because I have done several talks uh, because when, when when my first book came out, I was decided should I sit back and just let the money come in? And I thought no. What I have to do, <laughs> what I feel I should do, uh, and although I'm restricted because I have a job and so on, so I couldn't very well go up and ride up and down the the, the, the uh, motorways giving talks. I was restricted to doing local stuff, and I decided I was going to put myself out to do talks and eventually i ended up the castle keep sorted out several talks for me which was wonderful but as it progressed on it it led on to and especially in 2016 which was a wonderful year for me in terms of promoting us the the first book i got involved in the the whitley bay film festival which is a massive festival it's been going on for a long long time sadly um covid amongst other things ended it and it's not on this year I, i don't know what they're planning and also, later through, through the people I met there, I got involved in the Newcastle Book Festival, where I did a talk. And again, it was just a wonderful experience doing this great, uh, doing it at this wonderful, at this wonderful, very modern library. And um, 
and of course I've done you know smaller talks as well and I've, uh, and I think it's been a lot of fun it's a lot of fun doing it it's a lot of fun connecting with people and uh, uh, and it's just something I enjoy doing and I just wish I could unfortunately I've not been able to do it as much as I would like but hopefully this will lead on to something else please and <laughs> and I can tell everyone yet again uh, when I went to visit Mark, I did see the castle keep and I saw the room that he did the talk and then I got him to do a portion of the talk for me. And oh, he is well, such a great speaker. Oh, you did pretty good on the spot. You did pretty amazing. Uh -huh. And and I think that's the thing about Mark. Not only, Mark, are you engaging as a speaker and as a and you're also engaging as a writer. And we will include in the show link, uh, several, our show link notes, <laughs> several yes. things. We're going to include the link for the event, right events. So in case anybody mm -hmm. is interested, oh, and yet up. again, that is on Thursday, June 9th at 5 p.m. at the Newcastle Library in Newcastle upon time. Yes, and in, right. in, England, in England. In England, yes. And, and <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And also the links for Amazon.com for all my, or sorry, .ca for all my Canadian friends yeah. and .com. For all my American friends, for both books, in case you know people Don't like to order, we want, want to make it very simple. If you want to include the publishers as well, you can get the publishers yes. directly. Yes, we will do that as well, mm -hmm. and that way, I guess you can order the publishers would ship to obviously United States and Canada. That should be fine. They, right? they have done that. Yes, I mean, uh, okay, perfect. it's great. I, I get wonderful people. Uh, one that stuck in my mind was a young young boy from Texas who said he got my first book. Aww. I really enjoyed. It. Uh, don't know awesome. the guy actually. To be honest, I can't remember his name or anything. But it was just kind of nice that uh, someone was, some people over seas has been buying the book and it's been absolutely wonderful absolutely well we got to bring mark here to canada guys we got to get him in the america well i guess canada canada more we got to get canada, him canada would be great yes canada would be fab but i mean right? you know if there's a diversion to the states as well i don't mind that either. Just he'll he'll accept that he'll accept yeah. that as part of the offer so thank you so much mark for joining was there anything else you wanted to add or promote before uh, we end our interview I could, today? I could add i just said that uh one of the loves is uh is writing and i just want to owe something um uh, as a writer um i i've been going to a writing retreat i've been going every year for oh gosh about 14 years now maybe maybe even longer and i went there as a novice not knowing what to do come out as a novice still not knowing what to do however i went back and i eventually started <laughs> to um i think that has been a big help in not not just in learning about technical the techniques of writing but also the fact that the support was there and i have had some you know bad times in my life i've been you know i have battled i'm not ashamed to admit to it, that i've had clinical depression which has stopped did stop me from writing for a while uh, which I'm about to say I've kind of got over the worst of it. And I think a place like that has been a big help and a big influence in what I've done. So I've been very fortunate enough to meet a lot of writers uh, of varying success stories. And uh, for that, it's been an absolute pleasure. And, and awesome. to me also, doing talks is an absolute pleasure when you get people, you know, it may not be many people, it could be hundreds of people, but if it's people that just aren't genuinely interested, it just makes the fact that I've done something worthwhile. And of course, when you, when you write a book, it gets published it is worthwhile you've done you've achieved something and i like to add to a friend a friend of mine once said to me when my second book came out and he said just to show i got a second book out so i wasn't just a one trick pony just one book and that's it never heard of again uh he said to me that you know getting the first book out is an amazing experience and to be proud of and all that but he said but getting a second book out he said that feels like real achievement i i'm inclined to agree with him there yeah. It just feels like the second book, I'm immense. I love the first book. The second book, I'm immensely proud of, but it shows it's real achievement that I've gone and done that. And um, as for that, well, that's what I was going to say. You know, I, I, I'm very, very proud of my what I've done. 
both with the books and what I've done book related. That makes it, it makes it worthwhile. Absolutely. And you know, Mark, it is a pleasure that I was able to get connected with you and Mm -hmm. share this journey with you and learn from you. Mm -hmm. Um, Mark has been encouraging me to watch the British series uh, movies called Carry On. And I would like any of the Friday Nightmare listeners to message me if they've watched this series, because I feel like other people have. And Mm -hmm. Mark, is telling me I got to watch it from the beginning. So it would help to introduce you to the actors. (laughs) There is a classic, actually one of the carry on films, carry on screaming is a, is regard, not regarded as one of the best horror comedies ever made. See, look at you. See, this is what you can learn from buying Mark's books. Everybody. You don't Mm -hmm. even want to listen to me by the end of the day. You're just going to want Mark to come on the show and talk about his knowledge that he has. Maybe we'll have to like bring you on once in a while, Mark, and you can just share stuff. Yes. I'm not doing much. uh, I'm not doing much at the moment. So yes, you can't can't get you before you get too famous. And then we have to pay a retainer. I think sometimes even when you become famous, you've got to uh, pay a little bit homage to some homage to your roots. Yeah. Every so often. (laughs) Absolutely. So uh, no fear of that. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for joining. Thank you. And I and I encourage everybody to at least buy Mark's book if you can. I'm telling you right now, it is money well spent. If you're a horror fan, it is really going to enlighten you on some of our, our famous, famous horror stars that we have to thank for today's cinema. And also, if you're in the area, Thursday, June 9th, 5 p.m., Newcastle Library in Newcastle upon Tyne in England is where the most the event of the year will be if you want to meet this <laughs> handsome gentleman and the beautiful co-host lucy um it will totally be worth it so Wonderful. um thank you mark and just to sign uh, us you. out um thank you for listening to friday nightmares as always this has been a very special bonus episode with just me but no fear our episode that will be released either on the same day as this one or shortly after Uh, Scotty and I are back in the saddle again. I have returned from my travels from UK and Ireland and ready to talk about some New Zealand horror. So that will be coming up next. So thank you for listening and good night, everyone. Mm